Welcome to Men Talk, the podcast that takes a deep dive into the world of miscarriage, infertility, infant loss, and stillbirth. Hosted by Daniel Landau, founder of menshelpline.org, we'll be sitting down every week with real guys to discuss their stories, struggles, and triumphs. So grab a drink, sit tight, and let's talk. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Men Talk podcast, where men talk about miscarriage, infant loss, stillbirth, and infertility. Today's guest is Eric Moser, who hails from St. Louis, Missouri. Eric, the floor is yours. Feel free to introduce yourself, share your story, a bit of your journey, and uh, we'll go from there. Take it away. Well, my name's Eric Moser in St. Louis, obviously. <laughs> uh, my fiance uh, miscarried, and it was luckily it was my second. I, I already have a 13 year old. But she's lost two more before this. So it was tough on her. And, you know, we worked together and got through it, you know. It was tough on me since it's something new to me. But we just came together harder and worked through it. What you do to get through it? Just talk. Like me, mostly, I'm more of the uh, macho. I got to go to work and work stuff out there. and I don't need to talk to nobody. But she pushed me and pushed me and got through. So I talked to her and the guy that I work with, he went through it. So me and him started talking. And I got a tattoo, so that helped out. And now, it sucks, but, you know, you got to live, you know. For sure. How did you know your, your coworker went through it? Did it just come up in conversation? You asked him. How did you know? Uh, he has the, the pink and blue uh, uh, tattooed ribbon on his arm. And I got one on my chest, so we kind of clicked from there. Very nice. Did you find that that work was supportive when you went through it? Like, did they give you all the time you need to take off? Did they let you talk about, like, what what happened at work? Oh, pretty much. I never really told anybody. You froze. Myself at work, I just worked. And then I met him. You know, it, it worked out from there. And did he give you any tips or advice, like, when dealing with it? What, what did he say to you? How did that conversation go? No, pretty much it was me giving him advice. <laughs> he was newer at it than I was. And, and I just told him that apparently, or unfortunately, their relationship didn't last. And... I just told him just keep grinding, man. You know, you'll you'll find the next person and you know, just don't lose grip on reality is pretty pretty much what I told him. Did you find that he was going down a depression hole or were you also like going down like I know work was helping you because you kept up on the grind, you know, we're strong, we're back to work. Yeah, be honest, I was. But when I got home, I knew that I had to be the strong person. 
because she was going through it and I felt more than what I was. And so when, when I got home, I had to kind of shut it off, you know. Get the hide yeah, it. Yeah, I mainly worked through it pretty much by myself the best I could. She helped me. She's talking to me, but, you know, like I said, you know, you got the macho mentality, you know what I mean? I'm right there with you. So you said that talking really helped. Like, how did, how, how did you have this conversation? Like, what, what did you talk about? Did you say, you know, like, I'm really sad that this happened? Like, what were the types of conversations you had? With my fiance? With your fiance, yeah. Uh, I just wanted to make sure she was okay. Because it, it hit her pretty good. And well, the thing is, me, I got a 13-year-old, so... It hit me hard, but not as hard as it hit her. I got, you know, my daughter. and She's got her and my daughter are, they might might as well be mother and daughter. You know what I'm saying? And, but I felt bad because she couldn't experience that part of motherhood, you know? For sure. I just want to make sure that I was there for her. And made sure to, you know, talk to her and hug her when she cried and understand when she was getting upset. And were you there when you found out that the loss was happening? Like, was it in the hospital? Was it in the clinic setting? Like, were you able to take part in it? It was, yeah, it was the day that everything was going to get rolling, you know? And we went up to the hospital, and then there wasn't nothing. She had to be put on all kinds of medications, and they were worried they were going to do the, uh, I don't want to sound morbid, but, you know, the, the, the cleaning out, you know. The DNC. DNC. And, and it was just... It, Felt like I just wanted the world to just go away. You know what I mean? Did they do it the same day? Did they say come back? Like, what was it like? Uh, she pretty much, what the doctor told her is, she, they gave her medication, and it pretty much fixed itself, I would say. She like there was a lot of bleeding and a lot of that, and I don't know if their information they were giving her was right, but she went down with just her so so bad with cramps, you know, like she couldn't walk cramps, and everybody kept, oh, you gotta take this and do that, oh, you gotta do this and do that, when finally. Uh, who was it? The, one of the doctors said, no, that's not it. And then a doctor came and took her in and was like, no, you're going to do this. And finally we got her body back in order. But it was kind of a aggravation moment at that time. Because nobody felt like nobody was really helping. They just kept jamming pills down her throat. Oh my. Yeah, and it, it 
So and when she went, went back in, they, she said that, you know, there was nothing left. And there was nothing you could do at that point. Like doctors weren't listening to your advice, answering your yeah. questions. We just kept doing everything what the doctor told us to do. Did they ever ask you how you were doing? Mm-hmm. Not really. Or when you walk out, give you something, be like, hey, you know, I'm sorry this happened. It happens to one in four pregnancies or give you any statistics, any. Didn't give me nothing. They just let you walk right out. Pretty much. Wow. What do you wish you had when going through it? Like, is there any things you wish you had, extra hobbies or help, like a buddy system when, when going through it in the hospital? Probably a buddy system. Because at that time, you know, I didn't want to show her I was breaking up, you know. And and I didn't really have no one to really talk with, you know what I mean? But, you know, and then I met this guy at work. And, you know, me and him, it, 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 it relieved a lot of it. We got a lot off our chest. But when I was going through it initially, then, yeah, I didn't really have anybody. What inspired you to get that tattoo? It hit me. I don't know. I just needed, like, with me, tattoos are therapy. You know what I mean? And at that time, you know, I really found it. it's a uh, angel wing with uh, pink and blue in it. Yeah. It, it was more like therapy, I guess, I guess you could say. And it, when, when I got it done, it was, you know, I got to look down and see something, you know, instead of just seeing nothing. So that helped out a lot too. Do the tattoo artists say that this is common, that people are getting this type of tattoo? No, this is pretty much what I made. So nobody has this one. He, he said he, he made sure of that. He said that a lot of guys, he's done four or five of them for miscarriages. Wow. Yeah, miscarriages or stillbirths and all that. I'm glad you were able to get that done to remind you and you don't think about it. Oh, yeah. It's on my heart. Every time I look in the mirror, I see it. Are you still grieving today from it, or are you, you know, kind of like thinking about it, but at the same time? I think about it. You know, it's not really grieving at this point. Uh, I mean, if I see, like, a TV show that had that kind of topic in it, and then it'll hit me pretty good, or a movie, or just anything that has that topic in it. It, it it hurts harder than most days. So how do you handle that? Make it through it. <laughs> I, I just living pretty much, you know. Because there are a I lot just, of triggers out there. Like you mentioned those shows and those things. Like It gets people down and makes them cry. People just try yeah. avoiding it. Triggers are probably, you know, the movies and the 
music and if somebody comes and tells me, hey, you know, we miscarried, I feel more for that person because I know what it's like, you know? Yeah. So mostly that's what it is, just situations are the trigger. <laughs> and there's no way around it because it's all around. Pretty much. So you push yourself strong and hard. Sorry. Keep your head up. Mm-hmm. What other advice would you tell guys going through this? Communicate. The number one thing is, you know, if it's your girlfriend or wife, fiance, just communicate with them. What they need, you do. If they want you to hug them, grab them. If they don't, give them space. They'll tell you what they need. And just, and that goes the same as the, the female group. Just be there, you know? That's really good advice. Are there things that you wanted your fiance to tell you about it? Meaning, because obviously we men deal with it in different ways, but do you think there are things that they should know about us as, as men? And how we handle the situation, how we think. We we had a couple of discussions about that. She asked, you know, and I don't blame her for it, but asked if if it really bothers me because I really didn't show her any that it bothered me. It was just that you know that that's how I deal with it. You know, I just. Me being the macho guy, I wanted to deal with it myself. Just let me go to work, and I'll talk to you when I get home. And that's pretty much how I did, which I wish now that I wish I did show her. But now she knows that it, you know, it gets me. And every now and again, it, like I said, the shows or a song or whatever, it triggers it. Sure. You think there should be more sensitivity, like on these shows and things, because obviously it triggers a lot of people. I don't think so. You know, it's just you're gonna have to go through it anyway. I mean, life can't be censored, you know. That's true. <laughs> so, as the TV shows, you know, it, it, I, there's need to be changes in that. I don't think. Would it comfort you to see the St. Louis Cardinals coming out on their jerseys with a patch saying miscarriage if and lost? Like, if you were to see that, what would you think? To be honest with you, I'd probably end up crying. <laughs> yeah, that would, uh, that'd be pretty cool. If not, uh, the Cardinals, the whole MLB. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. That'd be cool. Let's see if we can make that happen this year. Hey, I'm in. Lobby to the commissioner's office, you know, say, hey, you know, <laughs> athletes are coming in. Or at least get me tickets. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Or get you to the World Series. <laughs> so. Uh, anyways, thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate you sharing your story and giving advice to others. And well, if- if others can be a resource or, you know, I'm sure people out in St. Louis want to meet up with you. If they're also going through, I'm sure you probably would be happy to meet up with them. Catch a Cardinals game. 
<laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so thanks for coming on. Appreciate you. All right. You've just listened to another great episode of Men Talk with Daniel Landau. If you've suffered from miscarriage, infertility, stillbirth, or infant loss and want to open up about it, reach out. We'd love to have you on the show. You can also join our Facebook group, or if you'd like to get involved and start a chapter in your neighborhood, visit our website, www.menshelpline.org today. Until next week, stay strong, and remember, you're not alone.